Hello, everybody. Sheena is jumping on now. So while she's getting on, we are going to go ahead and start our disclosure. Ying Yang, the podcast does not own rights to any background music or noise you may hear. This podcast is completely opinion-based and may include adult content, adult language, and verbiage not suitable for any underage viewers. Information found in this podcast may not contain exact accuracy as it is opinion-based. Please listen at your own risk. All right, y'all. Good evening. Just a reminder, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, So those lives are going on as we're doing this. Sheena's coming back into the live right now. So you'll see her pop in in just a moment. And tonight's topic is child support. So what we're going to talk about tonight is going to be, you know, people who receive child support. Is it enough child support? You know, the basis of child support are based on many different things, depending on the state you live in um, and different things like that. And then we're also going to talk about what needs to change about child support, what child support laws need to change. Um, You know, there are many different issues on each side of the fence for this. Um, And one of the biggest things to remember is this is a you know, a safe space. We can talk about anything we want. We are allowed an opinion. Um, and, but I want to remind everybody, if you put into the chats on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, I will not see your chats because we're live in a studio under Riverside. So I won't see anything there, but please, please, please always feel free to call in. Our phone number is listed on both our Facebook um, and our website, yingyangthepodcast.com. So with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and just start talking a little bit while Yang is getting um, her end figured out. Um, So for starters, you know, child support. Is it a necessity in America? Yes, it is. Because there are several people out there that are having children um, and don't stick around to help take care of them. Um, Now, this has been an ongoing question. for multiple people, you know, does child support actually help? Um, is the amount that's, you know, figured up fair? Um, so I can give you the perfect example. I know a young lady, um, and I invited her into the podcast tonight, so she may show up later. Um, but that young lady has a four-year-old. And that four-year-old, um, oh, she only gets $31 a month for that four-year-old because she, he has other children. Um, he has eight children in total. So she receives $31 a month. And we all logically know that a four-year-old costs much more than $31 a month. So with that being said, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, in her case, no, the child support doesn't help at all. And in her situation, it's something I really wish someone would step in and say, listen, dude, you have to start making more money. You have to give her more money for this child. You know, her her daycare each week runs $140. So, um, sorry, coffee was being delivered to me, guys. Um, so, um, you know, if she's paying $140 a week for daycare and she's getting $31 a month for child support, how does that add up? You know, how does that work out? Um, and each state is just a little bit different on how they calculate it, which kind of sucks. Um, I'm in Georgia. I know that the calculations are a little bit different in South Carolina, but it's a percentage of their income. And then that percentage is split amongst all the children that they have. So, and then, right. And then I don't know if this is true. So I really hope somebody can come in here and tell me if it is at some point tonight. Um, Because I was told that if you have 10 kids, you no longer pay child support. Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah, I I Googled it because I wasn't sure. 
and there are there are many people that say that I don't specifically know anyone with 10 children. So I don't have a good source to ask. Um, do you know <laughs> anybody with 10 kids? <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody with 10 kids either. <laughs> hey, Doug, I was going to say, hey, call them and put them on the speakerphone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. No, I don't know. That's interesting. That would, I, I don't see how that could be possible, but why would you not have to pay child support the more kids you have? I think sense. at some point the government steps in, but the government doesn't always step in. And that's what makes child support so hard because every situation is so unique and they put this set of rules out there and they're just like, here's your set of rules, follow it. Yeah. And it's just like, that doesn't work for everybody. Um, and I don't know, you know. Like, for instance, I'll give an example, and I'm not going to call out any names or anything like that, but do you know how many people pass away young? You know, like, I know a boy that was murdered down in Charleston, South Carolina, and he was murdered at 17, and he already had a kid. So, 17 years old. That mother is never going to get any child support and she can't get SSI from death, death benefits because the 17 year old has never had a job. Right. Yeah. I was in a similar situation. I, my son's father passed when he was three. Um, my son was three years old when his father died and he hasn't, um, he didn't put in enough credits to qualify for for me to get survivor benefits, so I received nothing. <clears throat> so once he, my, once his father died, I no longer had assistance. So um, See, I never had crazy. his father on child support. We had worked out, we had all that worked out amongst each other. Like we, I, I, and that's my take on it. On I, I want to be able to work it out without the courts. Um. I don't like getting the courts involved in my business. So what if I can work it out with you without involving the courts, then that's the route that I would take and that's the route we took. But when he died, I didn't I didn't receive any benefits. So I've been raising my son without child support, without any support. Um uh, See that's what's wrong the with the yeah. system. Because I mean, okay, so your situation, specifically your situation, you know? You can't help. Nobody knew, you know, and I know that Sheena said this on a past podcast. That's the only reason I'm comfortable sharing this information. You know, he passed from a a brain aneurysm and that's not something that can be predicted. It's not like he was out there in the streets and he got shot or he wasn't doing nothing. You, nobody knows that they have a brain aneurysm. Yeah, he had a a massive stroke to the brain and... He's basically died. They were saying that he was he was gone before he hit the ground. So it was one of those freak things that you don't see coming. Right. And and he was he was a good dad. So it's not like it's not like, you know, you had to take him to court to get any kind of help. And a lot of people these days choose not to take the you know the child's father to court because they get more help or better help without involving the courts not to mention they can say what they want but the moment you put child support on paper defects is involved and they're going to say no they're not no they're not yeah but um they are they are they all know you right and that's why a lot of people choose not to do it now the flip side to that is and I just and for those of you that don't know, I don't have living children, so I don't have any basis for this. Um, these are just the stories I've been told over the years from my friends, from my family, from tenants, from different people that have explained things to me because I am kind of ignorant to the situation um, from my perspective. Um, so, like I was told, if you go and you apply for WIC. And you apply for food stamps that you or or vouchers to help you with daycare that they do not help you unless you go after the father for child support. 
or the mother, you know, because there are single fathers out there. So unless you go after the significant, see, so, yeah. and that, so that's kind of like, that's Hey, I want to work things out with him. That's crazy though. That's because Hey, I've worked want, things like, out with him. We have a good thing. Anything. That is crazy. So you mean to tell me I have to give up the $150 he's giving me out of each one of his paychecks every week to help with the kid for the $90 you're going to ask him to give me just so I can get this assistance that I clearly need. So you're going to take $60 out of my hand to help pay for this kid so that I can get the wick and the food stamps, you know, for a child that the U S is trying to force you to have now because of abortion laws changing. That's, that's crazy. It makes it no is. sense. They will. They will force you. They will not give you any type of assistance. If you want any type of assistance from the state, you have to give them a name. You have to give them the name of the father. Or they will not help you. So what do they do in situation? And I don't even know if you know this answer. But what would they do in a situation where the girl doesn't know who the father is? Then, uh, I'm not sure. Like, do um, they make her test multiple people they would probably be asked her i would assume they would ask her who do you think um who the father is if there's nobody on the birth certificate if they put somebody on the birth certificate then they're going after that person well, I, yeah, I was told if, if a guy, even if he's not DNA related biologically, if his if he signs a birth certificate, he's taking legal responsibility for that child. Oh, yeah, that is true that they're going after. See, when um, my son died, I did try to get some type of assistance. When they came after me, I told Sorry, them Sorry, your was... son's father. Yeah. What I said? You said son. You said when my son passed. Her son's father. Uh, Her I son totally, is still alive, y'all. Yes, totally <laughs> missed that word. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> you were you were thinking and talking too fast. It's okay. I just want to make sure we clarified that her son is okay, y'all. He yeah. he was in the room last week. He's there this week. He's still good. Yeah, okay, he is. He is just fine. He looks just like his father, though. But he is just fine. Um. But yeah. How, when t- was, how tall is your son, Sheena? Like six foot. And how much does he weigh? It was what two seventy, two eighty the last time, somewhere up in there. And how old is he? <laughs> Fifteen. He's that's a our football, football player, star, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my football baby. <laughs> yes, he's our little football star. That's we're yeah. all going to move in with him someday. We've decided, right. so <laughs> he doesn't know it problem. yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a studio apartment in his basement and my podcast studio. I haven't told him yet, but he's just going to deal right. with it. And we're as long as I, as long as I cook him some shepherd's pie, we'll be all right. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. But what I was saying is like when I when his father first passed i tried to get assistance at that time when i was um i thought i was denied for the survivor benefits and they was like all in my case about who his father was and i basically told him he had you know his father has passed and that's what you know they left it at that so they couldn't go after uh anything but i still got you know help during that time but um, did your son's father sign the birth certificate? Yes, he did. So, so, but that's why they didn't push further because he signed mm-hmm. the birth certificate. So they had his name and then they had proof that he passed. Mm-hmm. So they didn't go after him for anything. You know, these girls out here, and I'm not talking trash about anybody. How you live your life is your choice. You're going to make those decisions. And as a female, I am, a, I'm a hundred percent a girl's girl. You know, I will support any decision a female makes. It is your life. It is your body. It is your decision. So with that being said, you know, there's girls who go out there and they party and they do these crazy things because they're young and they're they're attractive and they want to just have fun and they want to get out of their system and they do dumb things. And some of those girls end up pregnant. And what do you do when you had, you know, one of those Tinder or whatever? I don't know those different 
hookup apps, but whatever they are. But what do you do when you hooked up with some random guy that he disappears from the app or blocks you and you can never talk to him again? You might not even know his real name. Then what do you do? You know, um, you, you go to them and you say, oh, um, I think his name is Josh, but somebody told me his name might be Chad. So I'm not really sure what to do. I so apologize. Y'all, my dog was just yelling at me in the background because she wants a treat. Um, so just ignore the, the barking. Um, <laughs> so, and I don't know what, what really do. you can do because if you don't know who the father is, there's no dudes. You can't put down a name you don't have. Well, then why don't females just say that? Like, I don't know who he is. I think that's why they go so hard on the the people who do know who their father is because they can go after those people. I think that that is the worst thing. And I'm not saying. Let me say this. I have been in some relationships that when I walked away from them, I was hurt. And I've even been in relationships where I walked away and I was bitter. I could never imagine being so bitter that I would strip a man of half of his rights just to get a little bit of money every week. And that's not me being screwed up or messed up because I know that there are people out there that need real help with their children. And I get that. And if he just absolutely won't help you or have anything to do with you, then no, you go, you get that child support, you get the help that you need. You know, I would, I would stand behind you 150%. But if that man is actively trying to be a part of his child's life and you're too bitter to allow him to do it, the only person you are hurting is those children. And if you're willing to hurt those children, then I don't think you're a good mom. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. Y'all both need to compromise and it needs to be a give and take type of situation. Y'all both need to sit down and discuss. And be willing to work it out for the kid's sake. But if you're too bitter, then it's on you. Well, and the biggest thing is, is, you know, you see a lot of bitterness because of new relationships and things like that. Listen, y'all are over. Y'all are over. It is what it is, you know, and it sucks. It sucks to see someone that you love or you think you're in love with love someone else. It's a hurtful feeling. But if you put all that love that you thought you had for that individual into raising a healthy child and moving on with your life, it'll be so much better because all that bitterness and back and forth is doing nothing but making those kids think that these are normal relationships and they're not. You know, if a relationship is that hard or that much work, it's not a relationship. You know, and so ginger was a generational courses because like you passing it down. Mm -hmm. That's and that's I mean, and that's the reality of it. You know, I didn't I didn't see those kinds of things in my home growing up, you know, any arguments or fights or things like that amongst adults was behind closed doors. So I never saw the anger or the bitterness. So when I had my first what I would call toxic relationship. Um, and it was with, I don't want to say my first talk. To- well, no, my first real toxic relationship was with the father of my daughter. Um, and it was bad, you know, it was really bad. And, but my brain just couldn't understand because this isn't what I saw growing up. So I didn't know. And at the point that I was pregnant, he, you know, started sleeping with other females and dating other females and was doing crazy things behind my back. And at the point that I found out, I wasn't, oh, I'm going to take you for everything you're worth. I know that your family has some money. I'm going to get everything. I'm going to da 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 da. It was, okay, well, you clearly have made your decision. I am going to make a decision to raise a healthy, mentally stable, strong little girl. And I put all of that into that. I never said anything to him about child support. I never said that I was going to. I went out and found a better job. I made sure that I worked as much as I could to save money. And, And I did everything that I could to make sure that her and I would not have to depend on him if he was not going to be an active part of our lives. During that time, when we split, I also 
was willing and nice to the female that he cheated on me with and was seeing because she could have ended up being an active part of my daughter's life. And it's not her fault that he treated me badly, you know, and that's what people don't realize. Just because a man treated you wrong doesn't mean he's going to treat the next one wrong. You know, he could actually love the next girl and want to be with her and change everything about his life for her. That's you know, true. but you can't be angry or bitter and then hold your children as hostages because that's exactly what it is. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly believe in child support, you know, because there are people out there, men and women, that have these kids, pass them off to the partner and disappear and don't want to help. And, and it's not even always about financial help. Sometimes a person doesn't need financial help, but they might need a babysitter on a sick day because they still got to go to work. You know, if I had a child tomorrow and me and my partner were deciding to split up, I don't need financial backing from them whatsoever. However, I will need them to show up on a Tuesday if the child is sick to watch the child because I got to go to work. And um, see, that's the thing um, I think is wrong with the whole child support system set up. It's because it's got a bad rep. It got a bad stigma. Like, majority of the guys feel like, oh, the girl put me on child support, so she's going to get this money, she's going to get this check, and I don't have to do nothing else. And it's, it's, that part there is hurting the child. Like, the child needs you in their life. They, just because you're getting, you know, you're forced to pay a check or they're garnishing your wages, you're so bitter that you're going to just cut out of the child's life. You're not going to help out on taking back and forth to daycare or sick days or store runs or spending time, quality time, you know, with the child other than every other weekend. No, you need to come during the week, school trips, uh, parent days, all of that counts. But some of these guys or dads feel like, oh, because I'm on child support, she's garnishing my wages, she's getting this check. That's all I have to do, and that's all I'm going to do. And it's it's not fair to the child because all of that time, that quality time that you need to put in to being the father is being missed out because you're bitter. So I think it's just a vicious, vicious cycle um, that needs a lot of work. And I wish it could... I wish there was like some kind of agreement that the two of you had to sign during pregnancy that states what the that person is responsible for. And you just leave it like that. Mm-hmm. Take it out of the court system. And I only say that. So speaking on the man's side, I want to touch on the man's side for the men that are on child support and the women. So for the people on child support, there are a few things I don't agree with. So. If that person on child support gets behind in child support, they go to jail, mm-hmm. which makes them more behind in child support that they still have to pay back. Yeah. It's a cycle. It's, like, it's not, like, it's not like, like the 30 days that they do cancels out everything they owe. It doesn't no. cancel it out at all. It just adds another 30 days to that's what they owe. after they lose their license. Like. How, and that's why would you take their license say. from them? You're taking when, away their means. The means to travel, to go back and forth to work. Like, that's stupid. And listen, and, and then what that does is that creates that vicious cycle of, mm-hmm. you know, low paying jobs. Because think about it. What corporate office is hiring people that don't have a ride to work? That don't have a license. Yeah, because most jobs you know, need you to make runs. Run and to the they bank. Need you, yeah, they need you to have a license in case you need to take a company car and go do something. Or they so need then you to have a valid license. Right. So that means they're forced to work 
jobs like McDonald's or Burger King or things like that where teenagers are getting dropped off all the time to work or people in their early 20s that don't have a car yet and things like that. So they're forced to work in their 40s at these places that are paying them 10 to $14 an hour. And then people are like, well, why can't you catch up your child support? Well, because I have to now pay rent. And and if I want to buy a car, you know, I can't afford it anyways, because I got rent and electric and my water bill. And then I also have my child support that takes 25% of my check, or I think some states it's like 18%, but whatever it is, not to mention, if you have a garnishment of wages, it's an amount on top of the child support. So these people are working 40 to 70 hours a week and still only bringing home two to $300 after child support, garnishment of wages, and, and then they have to make rent. And it's not sustainable living. Taking away someone's license doesn't do anything. And honestly, to be real, if you look up how many people are arrested every year with a suspended license, they're not even stopping driving. So you're not really doing anything. You're just creating more things Headache. for the taxpayers to pay for. <laughs> because right. when they go to jail, guess who takes care of them? All of us. Right. And that's why I say it's easier for you to just work something out and not involve the courts. Because it's, God forbid, you work, you know, that that guy is on top of things. And just like when COVID came through and laid every, a bunch of people got laid off or lost mm -hmm. their jobs. And, and what a if, bunch of people got behind in child support, too. Well, a bunch of people got it behind in child support. What if that something like that happens unexpectedly? They get behind, oh, here comes the courts. They're taking his license. They're garnishing his wages that he doesn't have anymore. Or they make it, they send him to jail. Now you don't have any help whatsoever because yep. he's, in, he's in jail. He has no license. Are you going to allow him to ride your kids around on a suspended license? Or right. what are you going to do? Because that's why I said it's just crazy. So, don't even I, I don't I don't if you can work it out without involving the courts do that because it the courts just put so much uh unwanted pressure on the guys if they you know and they start if something if life happens and then it just keeps spiraling out of control and is it's just horrible I think they should make child support like a loan you know like Okay, so let's say, you know, next week I want to go buy a car. I need to go get a loan. So I have to take out a $15,000 loan. And I have to pay on that loan every month. And if I don't, then, you know, they blow you up and, and they'll threaten your credit and they'll do this and they'll do that. And regardless, even if you don't pay it, you still owe that money. And when tax time rolls around, they garnish your wages there. You know, they can file to garnish your wages for work, but they can only take a percentage of it um, and things like that. And so I think that we should treat, they should treat child support like student loans. And I only say that because then there's no jail time. There's no suspended license, but they can garnish your taxes and garnish your wages. You know, and it's I I think it's like eleven or twelve percent of your wages when they do it for student loans. Yeah, and so I definitely think they need to take off the suspended license and jail time for child support. That's just ridiculous. That doesn't do anything but hurt the whole situation. Everybody. It hurts right. everybody. Yeah. It just And I also think they should continue to give the female or the or the male, the person that has primary custody. Sorry, I gotta I gotta get right about that because there's a lot of men out there that are raising children on their own also. Um but I think that they should give the primary custodian the money every month and add that money to the loan. And if you do not make your payment, then you incur interest. Period. And then it's a loan and you owe that money for the rest of your life until it's paid off. But you don't go to jail. You don't lose your license. You can still have a decent job. Because what another thing that they don't tell you is all those things show up when someone runs a background check on you for a new job. Oh, man, he just went to jail for child support again. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why he needs a job so that he, he can pay his child support. You know, right. or so that she you can know, pay her child support. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense because they're not going to hire you if you've been to jail multiple times or something like that. 
No. Most people don't even want to hire you if you've been to jail one time. So And most most jobs won't hire you anyway if you owe child support. Like I found out with going through the process of getting my insurance license that they ask there's a question on your on your on when applying for your license if you owe back child support because you can't get your license if you owe child support. So not in where the state I'm in, but when I was in South Carolina and I got my notary um public um, stamp there. I had to fill out a form stating that I didn't have children that I owed child support on. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't make me do that with when I was in North Carolina or when I was he- when I moved here in Georgia. Um, and so it it was really weird to me that they asked that. But every state's just a little bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. And there are some states I was reading, and I don't know, I don't even remember what state it is. It was one of the states that begin with an A, but. <laughs> there is a state that does not incarcerate people for owing child support. If you owe child support and you don't have a job, you are required to show up for like their work program thing. And it pays you literally minimum wage. Um, And you work with like, I guess the people that go out, like the inmates that go out on the side of the road and are cleaning up trash. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you see regular people walking with them and you always just assume that's an officer. But it's in some states, it's not. It's other people that don't have a job and they're on child support. So they have to go in here and get paid minimum wage to work for that day um, up until they reach the point where they've paid their child support. Then it's an option. But that way they can force the money to be made. And I think that was a pretty slick idea. That was a pretty cool idea to yeah. try to avoid the people going to jail and taxpayers and stuff like that. But um, one of the big things that was thrown at me, um, and I'm not sure if this person's going to call in or not. She was going to try to. But not last week, but the week before, we spoke on abortion. Um, very openly. And at the very end of our session, somebody came on and they asked, well, does the father get a say? And if you remember, Sheena, you quoted, Mm. um, they have a voice, not a choice, which stuck in my head and I love it. Well, that same person emailed this morning after seeing our Um, what our podcast was going to be about. And they said, hey, I'm just wondering if the guy wanted the girl to have an abortion and she chose to have the baby, should he be responsible for child support? If the guy... That's a hard one. Yeah. So, so like, the... if, if... Yeah, so, like, if I got pregnant and the guy was like, listen, I'm not ready for a kid. You know, we're only 17. We can't do this. I got to go to college. Da-da-da. And I was like, I don't care what you say. I don't believe in abortion. I'm having this baby. Should the guy be responsible for child support at that point? According to the court, yes. And well, what's your I opinion? Mean, the guy should, I mean, at that point. Nope, I'm about to hit you with this. What would you do if yeah. it was your son? <clears throat> if he was mad enough to lay down and have the sex, then he should be mad enough to take care of the offspring from it. Well, then why doesn't he have a say if she wants to have an abortion? Because it's not his body. He doesn't have to carry the baby. She has to go through all those health problems to carry the baby, all of that entails. So it has to be, I mean, I believe it has to be her final say on whether, what she can do with her body, because it's her body. But if it's brought into this world, then he has to take responsibility for his part. So I'm going to hit you with a scenario. Yeah, I'm going to hit you. Because this is a conundrum, right? (laughs) Yep, yep. That's what I do best, y'all. So I'm going to hit you with a scenario. So for giggles and stuff like that, I got to give your son a name. So we're going to call him Adam. Okay, so Adam Adam was, you know, he's he's big in football. He loves football, y'all. 
So let's say Adam gets recruited full scholarship to UCLA or Clemson. Full ride. Football scholarship. Mm -hmm. You know those are good schools. Mm -hmm. And the summer before, he gets his girlfriend pregnant. And she says, hey, I'm going to keep it. And Adam's like, listen, you know, I got this free ride and I got this football scholarship. And they told me, you know, if I play there for two years, I can probably go pro. And then we can have a huge family and a big house and I can take care of everybody. And that girl's like, I don't care. I'm going to have this baby now. What do you do? Do you expect your son? to stay home and step up and pay the child support? Do you send him off to college and let him pursue his dream and his future and you help with child support? What do you do in that situation? Because you ultimately could put your son in a situation where even though he has a free ride, he can barely go because he is stuck in a situation Sorry, somebody jumped in the chat just a moment ago. Um, I'll read theirs in a, just a second. But um, so, but what do you do at that point? Like, yeah, that's a tough situation. But that's when we all need to sit down and have a talk. And that's where I, I mean, this is just my opinion. This is just what I would do. Like, I wouldn't want my son to. throw away his full ride because that's education that's an opportunity to make decent living to where he can really support and give that child the best life so we all need to come to an understanding and and I would step in and be like hey I'll be there to take care of the child pay child support while he goes to school and then he can take off when he gets his, uh, um, gets done with college. Even with the child, with the girl, if she, she shouldn't have to ruin her chances of going to college as well. Um, if she's that adamant of bringing the child into her life. So she does that mean you'd be willing to raise their child for four years while they went off to college to enjoy their life still after they made this decision to have this baby? Yeah, I would. Because I wouldn't. I understand exactly why you would because you want you want your son to have the best life. I completely understand that. But at what point do you step in and say, "Hey, you decided to be an adult the day that you laid down." You decided to do that. You know, you decided to make that decision. It is your responsibility. I should not be raising your kid. You know, and I get that this happens all the time. And and that's part of these generational generational curses that we keep speaking about. But you're going to stress yourself out and put yourself in a bind for four years while they're still out there, possibly still doing the same thing, possibly having more children. Oh, and there so will be what, some what rules are you, what are you to this. Do? But what are you going to do? What are you going to do if she pops up pregnant in sophomore year again? You going to take the second baby too? Oh, no. And that way they can you finish out learn. college and have a better, That's what I said. They better life. Be some, and... some rules. And we're not going to make the same mistake twice if you got the opportunity to still go to school. But that's something she needs to consider as well if she's going to continue to do the same thing or if she wants to go to school then she needs to, to take all that into consideration when she if she wants to have this baby. If she needs to if she wants to have the baby, then she needs to take on some responsibility as well. So this person in the chat, um they came on here and they said um I think they were referring to something you said a little bit earlier. So this came in about five minutes ago and it says, couldn't you say that for the woman that wants an abortion? If she had sex, 
then she should have it because that's what the pro-lifers say. So I think they're referring to the fact when you said, you know, if, if Adam did have that baby, um, you know, you said that you were going to make him step up and take care of it because if he's grown enough to lay down, then he's grown enough to take care of his kid. But couldn't you say that about the woman also that wanted the abortion? Like he was grown enough to lay down. Why are you not grown enough to take care of the baby now? Why do you want an abortion? You know, so I guess this person's referencing our other podcast. So that means that they're watching consistently. So we thank you for watching consistently. We love you people that are on here on all our podcasts. But no, that's a great point to bring up. You know, the pro-lifers would say that. Like, if you're grown enough to lay down, you're grown enough to have that child. The flip side to to that that. is... But you have to look, each situation is different. Like, you have... To have yes, that you shouldn't be taking away um, the option to have an uh, abortion. Who's also going to look at your situation and look at the situation around the abortion? It's going to be the taxpayers. If she grown enough the to lay down, she should be grown enough to take it. But if she does, if she wants to abort, then that right shouldn't be taken away from her. Fresh out of high school at seventeen years old into a corporation. You know, it doesn't happen like that. We all have to make our way slowly into that world. You know, that takes right. time. And so at 17, y'all are raising a kid on Burger King funds or McDonald's funds. So you're each making $14 an hour. Now together, that's $28 an hour. You could get it. You could do it. But you can't do it on part-time income and not go into work. You know, you can't do it and be on the football team at college. Yeah. You know, so that's. If you want to go to college and you want to have the, the baby, there's going to be some I mean, sacrifices. They're going to have to, it's going to be some sacrifices on both parts. Those four years is going to be hell to get through. I mean, you can get through it. It's going to take some sacrifices and it's going to be some giving up that life, that party, that laying down or sleeping around. You have to cut all of that out. All of that is going to have to be non-existent to get done what you need to get done. Right. You can't just get done. Oh, I'm going to say I'm going to have this baby whether the dad wants it or not. And he's going to be on child support or he has to ruin his plans. But it both it can work out. But there are going to be some sacrifices on both parts, so it can work out. But both parties is going to have to sacrifice for the state of um for the for the life of the child. If you want to bring the child into this world, that's what I'm saying. Like it can work out. It's going to be some sacrifices on both parents. As far as grandparents, like for me, I would step in and help. That's just me, but. There gonna be some have to be some sacrifices on the no on the I can't really understand too. that now I wouldn't help without there being some rules regulations and the both par- parents sacrificing to get it done and I'm not gonna keep going the way that they were going and expect you know me to help out but no we're gonna have some rules and regulations laid down this is what you're gonna sacrifice this is what you're gonna work and if you gotta go to school and work part time to get it happen to make it happen then that's what you're going to do but like i said it's 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 going to have to sacrifice it's not going to be easy we have somebody else just posted so in the, the chat so the person as well. just responded in the chat and they said yeah it just says if he doesn't want the baby and has no say on whether or not she has it. Shouldn't there be some laws protecting the father from having to pay child support and perhaps sacrifice his future? So we talked about that very early in the call. Um, and you may not have been on at that time. Um, so what we more or less said in the beginning of the call is that's one of the biggest things that we think needs to be addressed is, you know, the people that are begging other people not to have the child um, because they can't financially afford it. That we we're both kind of in agreement that in that kind of situation, you know, laws should be changed. But I also think that if that's the kind of situation it is, that that petition should be filed prior to her giving birth. And I, I only agree. say that because <laughs> because you can't just decide after the child's here for a year, like, yeah, 
I don't want to pay child support anymore. So I'm just going to file this petition to get rid of it. You know, like I just, I just don't want to pay child support anymore. And you know, there are a lot of people that sign over their rights and stuff like that, but it's not, you don't get to choose to sign over your rights. There has to be a reason that you're asked to, you can't go to the courts and say, I want to sign my rights over the other party. The other, the custodian parents has to agree to that. Um, so with that being said, you know, I, I strongly feel like that should be something that happens. And I feel like the other partner, the other person should have to file that before you get to the point where you're unable to have an abortion. Because as a female, you know, he could be telling her anything. He could be saying, you know, I love you, baby. I'm going to be here for you and this kid. And he could be a married man and he could file that petition when she's eight months pregnant. And then not be responsible financially for that child because he's a liar or or something like that. So I do think that they should be able to file a petition. But I think that petition should be filed in the first trimester or as soon as they find out the person is pregnant. You know, maybe they don't find out until 16 weeks. But then it should be filed then. And so th that woman has all of the available facts to make the best decision for herself in that situation. Well, then I mean, it's not fair to for the female to, to get to nine months pregnant. Have... Yeah, because you know, some women True. don't And that's tell why I said, father. you know, if she finds out at 16 weeks, there needs to be like an eight-week segment. And that's, if they're not going to tell the father, I think, it, I don't think it should be on him. I think that at the point that the father finds out, he should have eight weeks to file a petition that says, I do or do not want to be a part of this. He had to give up full rights. And I think that would clear up a lot of situations. Right. Especially like, okay, you hear all them stories about like the groupies and stuff like that, the trap, the rappers or the sports stars and stuff like that. So they'll go out and they'll purposely get pregnant. And in purposely getting pregnant, they will set it up to where they can get this child support from this man that's going to more or less pay for them to live. Mm-hmm. I think that that should be an option because they are purposely out here trapping some people. And, and I, I'm not going to lie. Every bone in my body feels like that's going to happen to Adam. And that's why I was asking you those questions the way I was asking you, because, you know, Adam is so focused on football that he doesn't even pay attention to all that other stuff. So, you know, if he starts, you know, really going out there dating, He's not going to think that somebody would do that to him because he's a good person. You know, Adam's such a nice person that he's not going to think somebody would be that corrupt. Yeah, that's why there's need to be talked to. How, how are you going to instill that on him, in him, though? No, I'm just talking you about. You want to that all females have, like, horrible things with them? <laughs> no, I'm just talking about, like, <clears throat> which are the... the the birds and the beads and the safe sex talk and you know really steal it on him like how not having safe sex or not protecting yourself can alter your future like if you want to protect your future then you have to change your ways or watch what you do watch where you know don't have sex or if you have sex have protective sex make sure that you're uh protecting yourself and securing your future that you want because like if these guys out here doesn't want to be uh fathers early on or just not ready to be fathers then they need to have a responsibility as well to have sex safe sex and not and protect themselves for getting someone pregnant or assuring that the person that they're laying yeah. down with is protecting yourself from getting pregnant. Like ask those hard questions. Like, are you on birth control? Will you take birth control? I'm not ready before you have sex. Tell them I'm not ready to have a child. I'm not ready to bring a child into the life. So before we have sex, before we take it to that level, I need you to be on birth control. I need you. We need to wear condoms every time. There's no room for slip ups. If there is a slip up, how do you feel about taking the plan B period, you know, the pill? Or there needs to be those type of conversations ahead of time. Right. 
Well, and, and that comes back to, you know, talking to your children, being honest with your children, you know, not playing your children against their other parents or, but you gotta, you gotta create a healthy, mentally healthy environment for those kids, which is hard to do in this world. You know, there's so much around them, but I, I can give a really good example um, and again, I never use names. I would never put anybody's business out there like that with, with names included. So, but you know, I know people that are married, um, or people that live together with children and they fight openly in front of them. They'll argue openly in front of them. The animosity will be high in front of those children. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand why they don't think that those children understand that feeling of animosity. And, and so if you're creating an environment where all they see is arguing and fighting with, with another person, then they're going to be drawn and think that that's normal and the relationship that they have. So then that creates the toxicity that goes into the next generation, um, which then creates the bitterness when that relationship doesn't work because nobody stays in a toxic relationship forever. Nobody. Um, and it, it's almost scary because the, I guess the easiest way to say it is you are literally creating that person and how they're going to react. So if you're creating an environment where all kids see is fighting and all they, then then they're going to be used to toxic relationships. They're going to think that's how relationships work. So when they break up with that person, everything that you show them when you walk away from a relationship and from that relationship, they're going to do the same thing. So, you know, no, I'm not saying don't go after child support if you need it. And and the other party, you know, the non-custodial parent won't help. What I'm telling you is if they're willing to help, why use the court systems that are just going to penalize them every chance they get? That's true. You know, it doesn't seem fair at all. Um, and, and that's just my opinion. You know, everybody's opinion differs. Again, I am not a mom. So I'm not in that. And I know that kids are expensive. I mean, I had my niece and nephew for a weekend, y'all. One weekend. and they spent, you know, they almost spent a stack and that's what it comes down to. You know, they, that's how it is with kids. You know, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. So they shoes and clothes help. and PlayStation is they want. Like, like my son's father, his grandmother, uh, she helps out a lot. My, my parents helps out a lot. So like, since his dad died, like his family s- stepped in but it's still expensive to raise kids. And I mean, I have one, like, I can't even imagine if I had more than one, I would be pulling my hair out. But it is Well, the older they get, the more money they spend, man. Oh, yeah. Listen, you can take little kids out to children's place and get them an outfit, you know, for 50 (laughs) bucks. And it's a whole outfit with some shoes and, and you're good. But man, that, books now that child might give turns you a pair, 15. <laughs> a pair of pants, if that. <laughs> Maybe a pack of socks might get you 50 bucks. <laughs> Listen, I mean, when me and Adam, when I was um, up where she is last time, me and Adam went to a store. We just bought, he wanted a pair of sweatpants, Nike sweatpants and some socks. And we still spent over $100. That's all we got was sweatpants and socks. One pair like, of sweatpants. It, and... And it was on clearance. Like, it wasn't like <laughs> we got the most expensive ones in the store. Like, but they're just, they're expensive. That's, and, and I get that. So I understand the need for child support, especially if the person is deciding not to help you and they have the means to do so. What I don't agree with are the laws on the child support reactions. I don't think, I don't agree with the license being suspended. I, I don't agree that you should go to jail. I agree that they should force you to work. I agree that they should garnish wages. But like I said, if we made it like student loans, I bet you more people would pay their child support because if not, it gains interest. You're going to owe it your whole life. Right. You know, I feel like more people would pay attention and more people would pay it if they set it up like a loan system. You know, that loan goes against you every, if you pay $100 a week, then every week $100 goes on your loan. If you don't pay that $100, it collects interest just like your credit card would. 
But that way, at least the custodial parent gets that $100 a week so that they can use it. Right. You know, I just, it's not fair. It's not. I mean, I wholeheartedly believe that if you can work it out without the courts, that would be uh, ideal. That's to be the best way to do it. Work it out without the courts because the way that they have laws now is just not, it's just horrible. Like I said, I don't agree with the suspending of the license and going to jail either. I think all of that needs to be changed. Um, but if you can't work it out and you just arguing and you're just not coming to an agreement and you have to get the courts involved to check in, then, I mean, that's what it's there for. And I'm, I'm glad that we have a opportunities for those situations for, you know, help to help those who needs the child support. But like I said, I don't agree with the stipulations around mm-hmm. if one doesn't pay or one falls behind because there's some situations where the the person is working or want to take care of the child, but life happens and they get behind. So just because life happens unexpectedly that they have to lose their license or they have to go to jail. Now they have a criminal record for child support, not because Especially they're a bad person. Especially during COVID. Yeah, just not because they're a like, bad person, but how because... How you going to yeah. lay off half of America and then tell them <laughs> they're all behind in child support? Duh. They don't got no jobs. Right. Now they're labeled a criminal because they're behind in their child support. Not because they're a bad right. person, but because they're right. You know. Because yeah, they they because of COVID, they lost their job, they got laid off, they got behind in their child support, and then they had to serve thirty days because they got pulled over and had a warrant for their arrest for being behind. Right. And that's I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. You know, I think for the most part, yin and yang have the same opinion on this one. Yeah. You know. We both you know, agree child support is necessary. In certain situations, mm-hmm. but we don't agree with the uh, re- repercussions of not paying. Right. Should be right. changes there. I think it does need to be changed. Because oh, you're not, I, I, you're I not helping the situation. Like, that's not helping. Not helping the person on child support and definitely not helping the child. And that's my biggest thing is so if we're all about helping these kids, then why aren't we still giving the custodial parents the child support, regardless if it's being paid in by the individual that's not the custodial parent? I think that the the custodial parent should still get the payment. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know now, I meant to say this earlier, do you know now that... If you want assistance, like we was talking about earlier in the podcast, how they go after the father or they make you name the father if you want WIC or assistance like food stamps. Did you know that if you wanted um, assistance as well, you know the um, the assistance that come with food stamps that give you cash too to help you out during the month, that they can go after uh, the grandparents. They ask you for, they let you know that they can go after the grandparents and then you have to ask this question on there to ask, to let you know that they can go after the grandparents if you submit this application to get this benefit and that you're agreeing to for them to go after the grandparent if they can't go after the father. That is absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Because that doesn't make any sense. How can you go after a grandparent for their child having a child that makes Mm -hmm. so and so you're saying for assistance like WIC EBT things like that there's a piece of paper with that stuff that more or less states hey if oh so for the cash assistance you're saying with the EBT cards Mm -hmm. the only way you can get that is that the father would have to either provide some of that money back or they could go after the grandparents for it Mm -hmm. you have to put the father on child support if the father's not available you agree that they can get the money from the grandparents Do you know how many lawyers I would hire and how much I would pay to make sure that never happened to me? Like, <laughs> so, and I wonder how that works. Cause like, you know, for instance, with my stepson, you know, he is not able to financially support his 
um, child right now because he's incarcerated. So with him being incarcerated, I wonder, I wonder if he can come after, she can come after me at all because I am, you know, I, well, I was, that's my ex-husband now, but I was his, his stepmom and that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about that. Yeah. So at what point would they release this kind of information to the public? I don't know. It's just, and I'm not sure if it's um different for each state, but I know that it's on the South Carolina one. See, that's no, that's absolutely ludicrous. I can't understand logically how that would be fair on any level for anyone. Right. Um, not only can you not control what your children do at some point, but you definitely can't control who they have children with. Right. And it's not fair to the grandparents to have to pay back the state for assistance that you give the mom for their child, you know, having a child. So you're making the grandparents responsible to take care of their grandchildren, whether they like it or not. No, that's ludicrous. I'm absolutely mad now. So I really (laughs) wish we would have talked about this more in the beginning because now I'm just kind of upset. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why I said, like, assistance, they make it so hard to get. Oh, they say, oh, (laughs) you have, you know, this, that, and the third to help you. The state will help you. But at what cost? Yeah, there is assistance from the state that helps, but at what cost? It's like you're selling your soul to the devil to get some food stamps and wick and stuff from the state. I'm going to sell my soul to the devil just to get some help with my child. No, I'll bust my ass and just get it done myself because no. Gosh, that's not on on top of all the other information they want. Like they damn near want your blood type just to get some assistance. They want to know everything that you're doing and not doing. Just, you know, to even consider you if you're eligible to get assistance. And then they want to know who the father is, your grandparents and all the other stuff, because they're going to want the money back some kind of way. You're going to pay it back. So at what point should you even go after assistance? It's just well with this new information. With this new information, I've decided that my partner's children are not allowed to have kids. Um so I don't know who needs to tell them that, but someone should let them know. (laughs) Um Well no, no, I'm I'm just kidding. He has he has girls, so it'd be completely different. If he has if he had boys, I would be like, Hey, no, they can't have children because if someone comes after me and everything that I've worked really hard for, I'm going to hire the best dang lawyer there is out there and fight every drop of it. Mm-hmm. It's and- crazy. It's like the state says, like, okay, we have this assistance. We're going to help you. But mm-hmm. we need to know who the father is. We need to know who his parents are. And because if he can't pay, we're going to get it from them. Somebody's going to pay. Could you imagine being served at work as, you know, the age that we are um, with documents stating that you're being taken to court for some kind of assistance or child support? No. Like, I would I would lose my mind. I really would. Can you be a grandparent at the age of, what, 60, 70 years old being served yeah. saying that you owe money to the state because your child? Well, I mean, think about it because our generation. There's a lot of people in my age range and our age range that haven't had kids yet, or a lot of them are just starting to get pregnant. So they're having kids between 40 and 45 now. So you figure by the time your kid's 20, you're 65 years old, you're on social security. Mm-hmm. And then you get served with this paperwork saying, hey, um, your social security is getting garnished. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, there's no way. On top of all the other BS you got to deal with, with Social Security. And right. paying your bills and getting groceries and stuff. Now you got to deal with being garnished for some grandkids. It's it's crazy. 
That's absolutely ludicrous. That's ludicrous. So with that being said, y'all, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap up tonight's session on child support. I clearly have some research to do because I did not know some of these laws. Um, but with that being said, I just want to tell everybody um, we officially have launched our virtual coffee. Um, so moving forward, Yay. you may now buy us virtual coffee while we're in our podcast. Um, you can also do this at any time. It's linked on all of our social media and all of our pages. It's also on the website. And this would allow you to just buy a virtual coffee for me or Yang so that while we're working, we have something to drink. Um, and this money goes directly to us to help with the podcast and all the expenses that come along with a podcast. Um, we don't expect anybody to jump on there and do anything really big or anything like that. We just wanted to put it out there for all the people that were asking how they can support and how they can donate. So that link is now out there. It'll always be in our lives. Um, and it's on our Facebook at all times. It's on every single platform that we have linked. So if you have any questions, please reach out to us. But besides that, y'all have a great night. We'll see yes. you next Saturday at 11 p.m. Right. All right, y'all. Two people. Two opinions. Two opinions. Real talk. Real talk. Good night. Good night.